everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Bella. I am here joined by Bella's publisher, Jennifer DeSillis, and my beautiful, wonderful friend, Dixie Lincoln Nichols, founder of Inside Outer Beauty Market, and so many other fabulous things that she's going to talk to us about, because today is all about self-care. You know what? I had to throw on some makeup. I have on my workout pants from this morning. Nobody can see the bottom, but who cares, right? <laughs> but you look I am happy. Wonderful. You look happy. You look I really feel happy. I happy today. You know, it's been like a pendulum. Some days I'm up and some days I'm down. And I'm just going with the flow and allowing the emotions to come however they may come, deal with them and just let them keep going about their business because I don't want to be bogged down. But I'm doing pretty well today. I feel good. I feel alive. And I think a part of it is because I get to hang out with you wonderful ladies. I am doing... (laughs) So I am handling quarantine like I think everybody on the planet is handling quarantine. Good days, bad days. I don't know whether I'm going or coming some days. And which is why, again, it's so important to go with the flow because it's so very unpredictable. So having practices in place to help me get through this is really what's working for me. So restorative practices, proper nutrition, not all the time because I've been slipping and sliding here and there, but that's okay. And really keeping my, my routine tight, as tight as I possibly can, and being forgiving with myself when I do feel like I've slipped up. It's okay. So I know you are a little bit more than um, the ladies here and probably you know more than some of our listeners do because I've known you for pretty much about the same time my older son was born. Um, almost, you know, I, I would say 10 years. I've known you for a while. Um, and ever since I've known you, uh, there has just always been this sense um, of control, serenity, poise, and also extreme like extreme and radical self-care i have never seen you in disarray and i'm and i'm not talking about um just physicality for for the sake of the conversation right i'm not just saying about your appearance although you've always looked immaculate whenever i've i've seen you um but it's not to say like just like you said you know you're taking it one day at a time as most of us are uh but you've always had this sense of understanding you know, above the norm, how important taking care of yourself is. And that's where, you know, this conversation comes into play because I think that in moments like these, which is, we don't know um, the outcome of many of the things that are happening, not just in our homes, but in the world in general, we tend to, I mean, the easiest thing to do is to just completely let let, let ourselves go. And you mentioned guilt which is a huge part of um, just the emotional, mental well-being um, of, you know, when we do let ourselves go, then comes, oh my God, see, here we go again, you're da-da-da, and you, you're, wor- you're unworthy, or you're worthless, or um, we knew you were going to eat the cookie. I ate the cookie this morning, I'm not going to lie, I ate the cookie. I ate the cookie for breakfast. <laughs> I ate the cookie. I needed the cookie. The cookie was calling my name. So how do you, how do you, number one, begin to address all that? Because aside from taking care of ourselves, we're taking care of multiple other people in our households. And also just, I think the worry, right? The constant worry of the what if, 
um, you know, the last thing that I'm probably thinking about is doing my hair or getting, taking a bath or having a proper meal. How do we begin? I think you first start, of course, with yourself. If you have other people in your household that you need to take care of, you cannot take care of them if you are depleted. So put them aside for a little bit and start with you. What do you need? On, on top of mind for a lot of people is health, physical health, immune health, digestive health. So how about starting there? What are some things that I need to put in my body during this time, during this COVID crisis that will boost my immune health? that would boost my gut health, that would boost my liver health, that would give me energy so that I can then in turn deal with the other people and support the other people in my household with love, goodness, and grace. Once you do that, I think you're on the right path. And again, you have to really check in with yourself. What do I need? Do I need to get rid of the anxiety that I'm waking up with every single day? And how do I do that? Well, maybe it's prayer, or maybe it's meditation, or maybe it's yoga, or maybe it's Qigong. Whatever that is for you, sink yourself into that so that you can face your day because you're, you know your day is coming. There are people in the household that are depending on you. And you're going to go downstairs or down the hallway, wherever, and you're going to be triggered probably by something that you had no plans of being triggered by. It could be toys in the hallway. Maybe you slipped and fell on a, you know, a little truck rolling by somewhere. Set yourself up for success by beginning your day with some type of restorative practice. And of course, right after that, think of what am I going to eat? How am I going to nutrify myself so that I can have the energy to sustain this day that most likely is going to be so unpredictable because it's been so very unpredictable for everybody. So many people are working from home. The children are home and you, know, you don't know when they're going to demand your attention. And then you have your coworkers or your professional life that demands a certain amount of attention. And then you have to cook meals not just for yourself, but for other people as well. So there is a lot going on. So set yourself up for success by starting the day out with practices that's going to sustain you and restore you and, and give you what you need, the fuel that you need to carry you out throughout the day so that when it's time to rest, you can lay your head down and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so interesting that you even said, you know, from it all starts from within. And I think a lot of us forget that, it, like Vanessa said, you know, it's a pandemic. We're all going through it. Mental health comes into, the, into play. People who struggle with depression and anxiety are more likely to let themselves go and say, oh, what do I have to look forward to? Why I'm at home. I shouldn't have to dress up. I like that you said from the inside, it starts first, the mind, the body, the soul. And I love that you're saying the practices. How does someone who does struggle though through mental health who can't get that out of their way? What would you suggest to do to make them, or who doesn't even have the budget, who can't physically or literally order makeup, who literally can order, doesn't have a dress that fits them and doesn't want to feel bad about themselves, you know, but still right. wants to show people and themselves first and foremost that they're taking care of themselves. How right. would you, what would you suggest? Gotcha. Well, you know, reaching out. Community is incredibly important. And if you have a mental health issue that is a hindrance and it's hard for you to seek the help that you need to because you just feel incapable of doing so, reach out to the people who are close to you. Reach out to the people who you trust. And 
if you don't have people in your circle who you trust, find some, uh, find a professional, find them out there, go do some research, you know, find somebody that you click with, that your energy might draw you and attract you to, and reach out to those people, reach out to organizations. You know, there are so many places like Dress for Success and other organizations that will donate clothing. Like if you don't have the money, there are organizations that will donate makeup. Again, if you have close friends, tap into your family. They are resources too. A cousin, an aunt, uh, a god sister. Do you have some makeup that you're not using that probably I might benefit from? Can you send it to me? You know, let's see if it matches my skin tone or what have you. And utilize it. Utilize every single resource in your arsenal, in your toolkit. Reach in and do not be ashamed. Everybody is struggling on some degree, on some level or the other. But we have to reach out because it's what's going to really bring us solace. It's what's going to get us through all of this. Community, whether it's a large community or a small community or several uh, community groups, because you can find community in your family. You can find it in your friend circle. You can find it in your professional circle. You can find it on Instagram. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it on Twitter and you can find it all over the place. So find those. And there are mental health counselors all over. I know I have a girlfriend who has a company that's um, an online mental health uh, program where you can call in and they will talk to you. So call the mental health hotline and see what they can offer to you as well. But don't sit and don't allow these feelings that you can't seem to manage to overwhelm you, to overflow, because that's when it gets really dangerous. And because that's at the end of the day, you will continue just like, I mean, you know, we all hear the reference that we're all living groundhog days, right? Like it's the same thing over and over. Um, The same thing can be I think said to the fact of um, how the, the, the feeling that you decide to carry with you throughout every single day. You know, you have, you have a choice. You have a choice of feeling like shit every single day, or you have a, sho- a choice of at least making a different choice to feel a little bit different today. And, you know, I keep saying it, we've had multiple conversations with, you know, many different types of professionals. And, you know, for me personally, the first two, two weeks were horrific. They were just bad. I, you know, I think it all hits us in different ways and, and in, different, in, in different forms. But the first two weeks were horrible because it was literally one bad news after the other, one bad news after the other, one bad news. And I sat here at one, some point and I said, oh my God, um, can I really take another one? Can I really take another hit? And I was questioning, you know, m- many things. But, um, and, I, and I said it to, in our call the other day, um, I, I, I had a conversation with my colleagues who all decided to show up, to show up for this phone call. And I was in PJs and I looked like, I looked disheveled and I looked at all of them and I mirrored that back to myself and I said, what the hell am I doing? What, how, why am I? And it wasn't that it was required to show up on a Zoom call with cur- you know, curled hair or freshly done makeup, right, but right, the sense right, of right. all of them, what they shared was this was my motivation to get dressed today was to see you guys on this call. This was my, my you know, this is the first time that I actually combed my hair this week. Um, so immediately what that triggered in me was like, you know what? 
I'm going to shower every morning. I'm going to do what, you know, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to go back to, let me work out. Let me eat healthy. Let me shower. Let me do my hair. Let me do, you know, whatever that just to allow myself to feel a little bit better of whatever is because we don't know every day is different. My husband came home yesterday. Um, the day before yesterday, I think it was. And he looked distraught. My husband goes to work every day, Monday through Friday, every day. Uh, and you know, um, God bless that man. I gotta <laughs> say, sorry to interrupt, but God bless that man. Well, and every, and everybody who's out there doing, you know, doing it cause they're in it, yes, they're in it amen. and they're in the thick of it. And he looked very distraught and obviously I pay attention. I try to pick up on, we you know what's going on. And I kept, you know, and when my son came over to me and said, what's wrong with dad? Like, there's obviously something wrong. Here I am thinking, oh my God, something, you know, he lost his job. <laughs> he lost his job. Oh my God, we're now we're really fucked. And when I walked over to him, he was just, he showed me on his phone, the story of a 55 year old man who lives right around here. Um, about, I believe he was a basketball coach, super healthy guy who just died from the virus. And I think what that did to him was kind of just, it shook him of his rock because he he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that this guy was healthy this guy had you know a family he was he's 55 years old and he literally had been fighting the virus for two weeks and just died and that hit and then what what do i do just like you do thank god i had gotten up i had showered i had put on you know done what i needed to do because in that moment what he needed was support and community, you know, that sense of community that you, that you keep um, talking about, Dixie. And I felt proud of the fact that I was able to, you know, relieve some of the anxiety or even the, you know, whatever it was that he was thinking about in that moment, because had I not had the disposition, you know, had I been all in my own head, depressed and feeling like crap myself about myself, I wouldn't have been able to um, either pick up on the moment, be there to support him, and then have honestly um, a, just a fruitful conversation about the whole situation. And I said, you know, we, we concluded like th these are the days, these are these days where you're going to come home with a story and I'm going to tell you another one of unfortunate, unfortunate things. So we have to keep that, you know, communication chain open and continue to just show up for each other in the best light possible. Um, but let's go to, you mentioned something really, really important, which is restorative practices. Um, for someone like you, I know that you've been practicing these, you know, this way, you've been living this way for a very long time. And it's really, it's kind of fascinating and sad at the same time to see that the people who are really, really struggling with the entire situation are people who have always been, I should have, I, I should have, would have, could have. I should have gotten on the, on the boat. I should have gotten in, into a routine. I should have gotten into a ritual. Um, what can we do to begin in the midst of all of this? Well, first of all, just to begin. Mm -hmm. And second of all, dump the shoulda, woulda, coulda, because that's where you begin to give yourself grace. That's where you begin to be gentle with yourself by not beating yourself up about something that you have no control over, right? And funny enough, this morning I did a Qigong flow with a class and it was all about the uh, metal element that, and, and, and the empowerment of the metal element is being able to let go 
of the past in order to live fully in the present. So, so it's a hard. good time. It, exactly. It's hard. And that's why we bring the tiger into our routines because the tiger has courage and the embodiment is courage and righteousness and justice. So, you know, it's going to be hard. It's work, but think of the fact that you can do nothing about what's happened, about the fact that you did not have a restorative practice. What can you do right now to begin a restorative practice? Which restorative practice resonates with you? So again, is it prayer? Is it meditation? Is it uh, yoga? Is it Qigong? What is it that you feel really drawn to? What do you like if you don't feel drawn to anything? Or maybe you can try them all and see what sticks and whatever sticks is what you keep. And you, you do the best that you can. Every day you wake up and you do the best that you can. Some days you won't feel like it because Vanessa, I might look like I have it all together, but guess <laughs> <I know>. what? <laughs> together does not mean perfect. Together yeah. means yeah. having the arsenal and a toolkit at your disposal and resources that you can tap into. To me, that's what having it together is. Yeah. So when I'm feeling really lousy on some days, which I felt on Monday yeah. and I got up, I dressed up, I came downstairs and it was raining, it was pouring. <laughs> and I turned around, I went back up, took all my clothes off and I went right into my bed. And I stayed there the entire day yeah. and that's okay, yeah. right? You yeah. have to do what feels good for you and again, community. You're going to hear this word over and over. Can, is there a group of women or people that I can tag team with to get something done? Is there an app, you know, that I can utilize to help me get this practice, this re restorative practice in gear? What can I do? Who can I turn to? Where can I get some resources, some help, some accountability support, you know, and, and again, lean into those. And all of that, you know, it's, it's fascinating because you're, you're, you're um, obviously giving us examples of things that you do. I know for also for myself, like I, I've, I have this standing appointment with my best friends from high school every Thursday night at eight o'clock where do or die, we, um, this is going to be our third week where we, and we, and we never did this before. Like, mind you, we, we are, cause they live in the Dominican Republic, one lives in Miami. Um, we're, we're not close to each other. And the conversation when the first meeting happened was, this is, I think we all need this. And I think we need to do this for each other. And it was one of, one of my friends that actually was insistent on it. She was like, you know, I feel lost. I'm going to lose my shit. I haven't, um, you know, had profound conversations with anyone because obviously no one is around me to do so. And I need, I need you guys. I need you to show up. And that's what we're doing for each other. And we... Um, if we feel like having a glass of wine while we're on the conversation, we do, you know, we do that. If we feel like reminiscing today, we have, you'll see on social media, what we have planned for tonight, because one of them was like, you know, I feel like doing something really crazy and stupid and silly. I'm like, let's, and we're all going to do it together because in a sense, um, at the end of the day, what matters is that we're showing up for each other because we need to see something else, right? And these are the people that I'm not talking about work with, that I'm not talking about kids with. I'm simply talking about the things that interest us, which is also super important because I think that's where mm -hmm. as women, especially mothers get lost because then comes that guilt, right? We already have guilt 
for ourselves, let alone the guilt that we feel because if we think of ourselves first, then we're not thinking about our kids or we're not thinking about our significant other. So it goes, it's kind of like this domino effect, right? And I love too, Dixie, that you said, you know, it's okay to feel how you feel that day. Um, like Vanessa and I were literally having a conversation this morning. She's going to laugh at me now when I tell the story, but <laughs> I, I've been getting up every day. I shower, I do my hair and makeup. I do my little run or my workout routine, whatever it is. And I, I try to keep myself on track. And then there's, you know, rare, but some days where I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm stressed out. I have my period, whatever. I'm going to eat cake for breakfast. I don't care. I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, wait, do I need to be a hundred percent all day, every single day? Or is it okay to give in sometimes and say, you know what? I need to lay on the couch. I need to sleep in. I need to have that piece of cake. And I love that you said, just feel what you're feeling. Yeah. Right. Because I think that's also self-care, like giving in sometimes. Absolutely. That's being authentic. That's being, being who you are in that moment. That's vulnerability. You are vulnerable. And part of strength lies in vulnerability. So if you feel like having that piece of cake because you just won that cake that morning, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, that's where we allow ourselves grace and we practice kindness to ourselves. So if you get up in the morning, like you said, you know, and like I did, you get dressed and you don't feel like doing anything for the rest of the day, just check in. Is that okay? Do I have anything? Is anyone waiting for me for something important? No. Okay. Back up to bed or <laughs> maybe I'm going to go binge on a movie or whatever the case yeah. is for you. Yeah. But it's important to allow ourselves that. And some days you may want to take off, not just to lay around doing nothing, but you may want to take off to recreate with your family. Maybe we're going to just play games with one another or do karaoke or whatever the case is. That's recreation. And um, again, allowing yourselves that grace to have that cookie and have that cake is absolutely self-care. Yes. Um, do you think, Dixie, like what's, what's the, um, where's the boundary, I guess, because I struggle sometimes with this and I know a lot of friends of mine do too, like where you don't be self-care can become very selfish and very vain mm. and very um like people forget you know i know a lot of people there's different things that get them out of the that get them up during the day and drive them especially through this pandemic but also a lot of people are dying and there's other people on the front lines that are working hard for us what do you say like where's the boundary where how do we decipher if we can't tell ourselves you're more of the professional so probably you can see from the outside but when, it, when, it, when does it become selfish and vain? And when does it become like a happy media where, you know, I have a friend, she's, she's in sweats all day with hoops. She looks impeccable with her hair slicked back. But I think it's because she's happy inside. It's not because of the sweatsuit. It's not because of the shirt from Target or from, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I think it's the internal happiness. But I, even though we're practicing, yeah, what would your suggestion be about the happy medium? Right. And that's where awareness comes in. If everything that you do is self-serving, then it's selfish. If you're filling yourself up just so you can fill yourself up and whatever you have to do is only going, going to benefit you, then that's selfish. But if you're filling yourself up and you're restoring yourself because you know, I've got a group of people in my home that I have to take care of, then that's not selfish. You are self-caring, right? Because again, when you take care of yourself, you're then able to take care of others with love and support others with love, with goodness, and with grace. Now, if you're filling yourself up and you have to do things for others, and every time you do, it becomes a, I don't want to do this. 
Mm, why do I have to do this? Mm, that's taking up my time. Mm, I've got so many things to do. And it becomes a problem every time you have to do something for someone, then it's selfish. Because, here is the thing. There is a big difference between self-serving and, and selfish and self-care, right? There are lots of selfish people out there who only do things to benefit themselves. So again, it's important to check in. Self-awareness is everything. Like you check in with yourself. Am I doing this because I want to feel well so that I can help and support others? Or am I doing this just because I want to keep bringing more to myself? more to myself. And I have no intention, absolutely no intentions of supporting others. In the midst of this, even though there are stay-at-home orders, there are people you can help. It do, you don't have to leave the house in order to help people. What you're doing right now, all of us, Vanessa, what you, all four of you, three of you got together is self-care. You care about others so much that you're having this discussion and you're bringing each other, bringing us together so that we can talk about the importance of self-care. That's not selfish. That's caring. And you don't have to leave your house to do so. Yeah. So again, look at what you can do and how you're doing it. Look at yourself and what you're getting out of it and then decide whether or not it's selfish or whether it's self-care. And mind you, when you practice self-awareness, the important thing is to then ask yourself, is this true or is it not true? If you find that you're saying to yourself, well, I'm, I'm checking in and what I'm coming up with is selfish, but you refuse to admit it, then you will never become a self-caring person, that you will continue to be selfish. But if you check in and you come up with, hmm, I'm being selfish right now, and I accept that. I accept that I'm being selfish. Then that's when you're able to take action and switch it and then become, do things so that you can become a self-caring person. Because even though the word is self-care, it doesn't mean that you're the only person benefiting from the care that you're giving to yourself. And I think that's where the misconception always is, yes. is that, yes. you know, in the process of just saying, you know, I'm going to have some me time. It's at the end of the day, it's not me time because, you know, I'm a selfish witch or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's because by doing this for myself, I'm able to then be of service or be able to take care or give my energy to. You can't, you know, um, an empty cup can't, has nothing to give, right? Um, and you, we hear that in so many different ways, but it is the reality. And it's like, especially for mothers, you know, um, it's something that took me years to, um, to really get a handle on initially. And, you know, I even tell my kids, my oldest, taught me how to become a mom. My little one taught me how to enjoy it because then I allowed myself to um, enjoy, you know, I was so neurotic and crazy with the first one that I didn't enjoy those moments with him because I was more concerned of keeping him breathing than, <laughs> I was going to break him, you know? Um, not, and the second one can, you know, could dress himself by month three. So, you know, it, it's, but it is a struggle uh, for, um, for women here in general to, uh, and, and we, I find that we do that to ourselves, not just with, you know, in motherhood, we do that with relationships also, you know, we completely give ourselves over to a partner uh, and adapt and mold and whatever. And we completely forget um, about ourselves and the things that we need. And then we end up doing, you know, all the things that make him happy. And then it's like, what about 
you know, and that, that creates resentment and there you go. Even more guilt. So Absolutely. what? Yeah, I think this, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, I'm no, sorry. Go you ahead. had a question. No, I was going to say on that. No, like community. It's true. Like I, I had a breakdown. Vanessa and Jennifer can attest to this like a week ago. I think I was in fight flight mode the first three weeks. And I'm like that person that I got to fight through things. I don't like to make excuses and I wasn't feeling well, but I didn't want to admit it to myself. And I also admitted to myself, wow, I let myself go all these years because I didn't want to be a vain person. I didn't, I didn't want to be the selfish person. And that's why the education is so right. And when I had broke down, you know, I re- Vanessa, this sat with me when you said, it's okay. Like, if you're not feeling well, then you're not feeling well. If you're not feeling, you know, you just have to do your best. And it's so empowering when you do have people just giving that love. It's, it's just the constant love. But, it, you know, and, and that's why I like that you explained the difference. I don't think a lot of listeners or people out there really do understand. Mm-hmm. They get confused. I've, mm-hmm. I've been confused. I've let myself go. Lately, I've been taking care more because I've gotten advice from women that I respect and that, you know, we care for each other. So if I look at someone and they're showing up and dressing up, yes, that inspires me. And now, now I understand the difference that I'm not being selfish for that. I'm also showing up. I, I need to do it to show, show up for them. So sorry, Absolutely. Vanessa, I just wanted to make that statement. No, 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 it's, it's fine. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of people who are um, maybe feeling the same way too. And I think that, you know, I... I think the biggest thing that I've heard, and, and I don't know, you guys can chime in from your own circles, is um, it's just the overwhelm that everyone's feeling right now with everything. It's just, and that is the, and that old feeling of overwhelm, of not knowing, um, you know, is is creating just this anxiety. Depress- I mean, it man- it's manifesting in so many different ways for people that, you know, the best way that I know how is just like you said, um, Dixie to, you know, rely on the things that used to help me get back to myself, right? Whether it was writing, whether it was practicing yoga, whether it was just simply standing outside and looking to the sky and taking, you know, a breath, a breath of fresh air, having my coffee when it, I mean, I personally can't wait for this damn weather to finally break because it's like, I keep telling my husband, it's like, you know, I want to go outside, but it's freezing. Like it's, it's freaking freezing. Like what is happening? You know, and we had hail, hail and, and, and like a mini tornado plowed through here. It's like, come on, God, like we get it. We get it. <laughs> we promise. I, I keep, we're going to pay attention now, right? We're going to do the right thing. We right? better pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, you mentioned a practice that you do, and I know it has to, it's Tai Chi, right? What um, you practice? It's, well, I practice Tai Chi in Qigong, but I'm a Qigong instructor. So I'm mostly okay. practicing and teaching Qigong these days. Yeah. And you're doing that online so we can find you online? Yes, I'm also doing it online. I'm, I have classes online, so you can find me online at, and, and my schedule is up on DixieLincolnNichols.com. We hang out in Zoom, and I try to keep it very short for the morning sessions. So I do between 15 and 20 minute flows because people have things to do, but I make sure they, they are powerful flows that you can take with you throughout the day and help support you throughout your day. But I want you to explain, um... I go into a little bit about, I, I mean, I obviously, and, I, and I've shared that with you before, understand Tai Chi because my father, before he passed away, one of the ways that he, ha- that he was able to deal with um, 
reactions to chemotherapy and radiation was through Tai Chi. And he would practice, on it, which I found incredible that he even found the strength to do that. Um, but what I, I would love for you to speak on the importance of, um, because it's movement and breath work. Um, how does that impact our, our well-being, not just physical, but mental, emotional? Oh. Absolutely. So Qigong, again, which is what I'm, I'm certified to teach and I'm practicing more of these days. Qigong is an integration and harmonizing of the mind, the body, and the, the breath. So basically, Qigong, literally in Chinese, translates to energy works. So Qi means energy and Gong means work. And so our bodies, the life force of our body is the chi. And sometimes our chi can be scattered, it can be stuck, and we need to purge it. So some of the things that we do in Qigong flows are to first come into attunement, which is very similar to awareness, by the way, mm -hmm. right? We come into attunement in terms of our chi, our energy. Where are we? Well, how much energy do I have? You know, what's there? And then once we figure that out, we then tonify the chi, we, uh, I'm sorry, we purge the chi first and purging is to get rid of and expel toxins and, and stagnant chi that might be blocking you from doing certain things in your body because we're already perfect, but there are just blockages in our bodies that can cause us from you know, being these perfect human beings that we already are. So purging the chi, then we tonify the chi, which is to strengthen the chi, then we grow the chi, we circulate the chi throughout the body, and then we integrate the chi into our central meridian, which starts from the top of the head, which we call the byway point down through the central meridian. So there are lots of flows that we do that addresses many different areas of the body. So for example, this morning we worked on the uh, metal element and the dominant organ for the metal element is the lungs. And the reason I chose that flow is because right now our lungs are so important. The health of our lungs is so important. And in Qigong, the lungs are like the governor. Um, uh, and basically because it regulates the qi, it's where uh, oxygen exchange takes place. So we need to have healthy lungs. We need to amplify the health of our lungs. And in doing so, we can have a healthy immune system. And so for a lot of people, they're looking for ways to feel better spiritually and energetically. So it's an energetic and spiritual practice that you get to sink yourself into and, and do every day when you're not feeling well. And so it gives you a boost and it's incredibly restorative. I mean, incredibly restorative. I'll take you up on a, one of those. On that, on that note, I, I, it's <laughs> funny because recently, um, it's kind of changing gears, but similar. Some people like are asking, what if, kind of touching base on what Vanessa said, like, what if I'm in a relationship, a new relationship, where I have a new friend or a, 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 or a friend for a long time that I just don't feel for my self-care right now, it's mm -hmm. mental, mentally good for me. But I, again, I'm going to use the word selfish. It might be the wrong word because I don't want to alienate them because they might be going through a hard time because we all go, are going through a hard time. What would be your advice? I mean, maybe if we do work out with the chi and we get ourselves at this level, a balanced level, do you think that would help us deal with, with these kind of people more, meaning like not allowing them to affect us or not, you know, letting it, uh, them affect our energy? Or do we push Absolutely. them away? Or no. do we push them away completely out of our lives? Sorry, just because people no, ask that to me all the time. I don't know question. what to say. No, that's a great question. Some people, let's just face it, you, 
they cannot be in your lives. You just, you, whatever it is, they cannot be a part of your life. You, dose, not healthy you, do, for your you life. dosify them. Exactly. Right. <laughs> they are not healthy for you. And you have to know when to let those people go. Now you have to be in awareness of the extent of the harm that that person can do to you. But if it's a friend who's, you know, you're just not feeling, you guys might be on different wavelengths right now. In my opinion, that's not a friendship worth letting go. If you do practice your chi and you optimize chi in different areas and parts of your body, it can certainly help you to restore that relationship or put proper perspective in that relationship. Maybe you need to rethink the kind of relationship that you're having with that person. And so again, yes, a qigong practice can help you do so. So what is it about this person that is not aligning with you or syncing with you anymore? Maybe it's something in that person's aura that's not quite, you know, you're not quite feeling. And so that person probably needs some to do some aura work, or maybe you need to do some cleansing of your aura or something. Because sometimes, right? you know, sometimes that, that also has a lot to do with the fact that we're not, we're bumping heads with someone is also, yes. it's, we got to look inward and we got to yes. look inside and, and yes. realize that it's not just the other person, but it to can your be point, you. that's correct. right. It can be you. Mm -hmm. But to the, to your point, it's important that like, I, I have people that there's only so much, you know, I love, I love them. I like them can't handle you every day it's like gotta <laughs> take them in doses and that's okay and that's Negativity. okay yeah. yeah i literally just broke up with that guy vanessa that i thought we saw spoke about the first episode because <laughs> about, of that about because i literally time. could not handle it <laughs> well no handle. because the thing is and i and i think that because this brings up you know a whole bunch of other about energy and i think that you know if you don't believe in any of that you know great i i think that we're all energy beings that we yeah. we vibrate towards each other we um dispel each other because of it, we we are it's what attracts us to each other here that's just my belief um and i also i think that you have to be in tune in attunement in awareness and alignment with what make and it's not like you said um Dixie earlier, it's not in a selfish way, just only thinking about ourselves, but you can feel it in your, in your, you can feel it in your, in your gut when right. a situation, a person, whatever you feel it, that there's something right. not okay here. It's not and good. That's it's your aura. <laughs> that's the person's aura. So when you hear people say things like, oh, that per that energy is so bad. It's really the person's aura. We all, all living beings have an aura. So we have like our Wei Chi field that protects us from pathogens. And then we have our emotional field. And then we have over that, we have an aura. And that aura records and stores information. So it stores uh, memories. It stores trauma. It stores, you know, fear and all kinds of emotions. And it replays it to us. So a lot of times, cleansing energy clearing is so very important like i i did something last saturday with a group of people called aura clearing just clearing your aura and some people do it in different ways you can do palo santo you can just get down on your knees and pray you can do sage right and those are all ways to clear all of the above your aura. I like that. All <laughs> or just have Dixie, or just have Dixie Nichols with you every day, but she's gonna have to charge you for that. Yeah. It's so true. Energy. It's like 
it's like contagious though when you're around yeah. someone then and they're yeah. like just putting off all this net they feel negative everything's negative it like yeah. it almost like drowns you in it right That's like right. Yeah. I, yeah yeah which it's overwhelming which leads me, yeah. overwhelming. Which leads me you, know, you know to the age-old phrase that misery loves company and it's like you cannot shake it and if you if it's in your environment and unfortunately we're in a situation worldwide where it's not like we can, okay, I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? But you have to reset then yourself, which is where self-care then comes in. Then it's a, it's an opportunity for you to begin to set boundaries. And, you know, when this all started, I mean, I keep thinking of my husband, obviously, because He's like the only other adult that I get to speak to when he comes home, um, you know. Um, but thank God we have a, a very open line of communication, and we've had it uh, for years. And it's not to say that we don't get on each other's nerves, just like any couple does. But I cannot even imagine if I was already living in hell, going through that right now. With some, I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. You know, I mean. <laughs> Probably one of us would not be here right now. Yeah. My point being is you have to be aware of the things that make your skin crawl, that um, just give you, you know, so that you're able to then, you know, rebalance uh, and, 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 and reassess where you are with the people because who knows how much longer of this we all have, right? Exactly. Exactly. And um, I did it with my children. My children, it's like, you know, it's, it's a constant check-in where it's like, it's another three weeks. So, or so they say, but we really don't know. So we can either ride this out the best way that we possibly can, or we can make it a nightmare for all of us every single day. Like, what do you choose? And I, and I break it down for them in very simple, you know, are we going to have a great, uh, uh, try to have the best time possible, or are we going to, you know, be in a nightmare every single day? And they have, for the most part, you know, they had one really bad day a few days ago, but for the most part, we've been like smooth sailing, thank God, hallelujah. Um, <laughs> but, that, but it's not to say that I don't want to, you know, run for the hills some days, oh, yeah, just, to, just to reset, because I, you know, my office was my happy place. My office was my safe haven, like where I... Um, it smelled exactly how I wanted it to smell. It looked the way that I wanted, you know, it's my place. Um, and I can't, I can't go there anymore. And I haven't been able to go there and I won't be able to go there for a while. But um, how can we, if we've never explored energy work, right? Obviously you have it available uh, through you, through your site. This, are these things that you do, Dixie? I didn't know you did that, girl. <laughs> I want to do that. I, I'm like, where, where do I? Sign He's like, out? girl, I do everything. <laughs> I do a lot. <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm a woman, baby. That's right. Men do. Men the take the credit, and the women do everything. <laughs> My no, that's, but that's that's really um, that's really amazing. I didn't realize that you, the extent of your services went into yeah. that because I think it's so. I, I think I think the fear for a lot of people with it is that you know that's where they mix religion or belief systems with it. Exactly. And exactly. it has nothing to do with that. 
nothing, nothing. And I'm very, I guess the reason why a lot of people don't know is because I don't, I'm not preachy preachy. I think you should know that I, yeah. I share my information. I share what I know, which is a lot. Yeah. And I attract who I attract and that's it. But I'm because not going out the, there hold telling on people. Hold on I, I always forget to, to mention this and I should. Uh, what did you go to college for? Let's, let's get real, real. Well, I went to NYU. I'm a biological science. Uh, major. I, I'm a so, biological science educator. I went to school at but, the um, London School of Naturopathic Medicine, blah, 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 blah. My point to that, that this isn't just something that you kind of like just pulled out of the air yeah. and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, are like, oh yes, Palo Santos, right? right. right? Um, it took a lot you, of years of learning. Lots yeah. of years of learning. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was, chose I was, to ground yeah. myself in my practice before I got out there claiming to know what I know. It, it takes a lot of understanding and really delving into the foundations of these practices so that you can then teach people this. For me, as a teacher, and I'm always learning, that was very important. Yeah. What, Did you ever have an obstacle, by the way, that you, in your life, where you felt the same way and that's what made you make this movement? Like, what inspired you to, to, to begin the movement Good question. for yourself? Well, I had tons of obstacles. <laughs> Started with a pregnancy at 18 years old, which sidetracked my journey to NYU. I was like, because that was my dream. Mind you, I've been manifesting things in my life from, you know, since I was a, a, a child, really. And, and that was one of them. And then um, pregnancy came along and I thought this was the end. Of, this is it for me. I'm done. But in my heart, I knew that I was not done. The fat lady had not sang and I was not finished with life. Life wasn't over with me. So I, I, I got in there and I began to sort of bring renewed energy to my life. And even then I still was so far beneath my, my capabilities and beneath my optimum spiritual uh, potential. But later on, as I got older and I spent more time teaching and, you know, being the support, the real rock for the family, um, I began to realize something. And Vanessa um, uh, hit it on the head earlier. I started to feel this sense of resentment. I'm like, oh my God, here I am. You know, I'm making sure everything's okay with them. This one's going to acting school, school of her dreams. This one's climbing up the the corporate ladder. And here I am, I'm teaching. I love biological science, but I didn't want to be in the classroom. And so that got me to thinking, what? Get back to your childhood. What did you want to do? And what did you hold on to so tight that it actually oh my happened? God, I could cry because that's exactly yeah. how I felt. Too. Yes. I, I feel like my mom also, yeah. I feel like my mom also went through that, what you and Vanessa, and, and, and I feel like we all go through that. Jen, I'm sure has obstacles you've gone through where you're like okay everybody goes through this this situation but I think that's interesting that they think you have it all together like yeah. you've said but you she muted herself no but you when when you were going into um I know and that's I think around the time that you and I met when you were just starting to kind of get back to self-care sabbatical <laughs> baby <laughs> And you were like, uh uh, I am not. I am out. I am out. Exactly. I am out. And I found that Mm -hmm. because here's here's what's the important thing about showing up for 
as you are and then what that does for other people when i met you and you were already on and i was trying to figure it out i was like i want to be dixie when i grow up that's what i want that's it because what i felt was oh my god if she can do it then i can too and that is what we do for each other exactly. you know we we have to really own our path or, and we hear it yes. right own your power own your story mm -hmm. own your message mm -hmm. but you were living it and mm -hmm. we had met and i was like holy like i want me some of that like i want that energy in my life i want to be able to um you know show up as my true self and and right. just go and right. pursue um every single thing that i said that I was going to live out and Absolutely. I have. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, it's not done and I'm in the process of many things, Yeah. but, um, it feels so damn good. Um, right. to then also find someone who, cause then you get out of your own head and you're like, you see, I wasn't fucking crazy after all. Exactly. You know? exactly. <laughs> I, I also, I also think it's, sorry to but I also think I, I muted myself. Sorry. I thought it was important that the resentment is so true. You know, my mom, I think Big time. she she got pregnant with me at 19 and then had kids and really served my dad and us our whole lives. Amazing woman, but I Love think that. she resented it because she wanted to have a career. Yeah. And I think I learned that self-care for me is, it's not the money for me. This, doing this, that's self-care yeah. for me, doing that's this podcast. Right. Living right. at home and not maybe eating a meal, but being on TV and making somebody laugh or impacting someone's day, I had to take that sacrifice because for me, that's self-care. Most people might say, you know what, that's self-care. I rather sacrifice for my family. So I just think it's important to touch, touch on that, you know? Yeah. You, you sacrifice for your family and you give them everything that they want, but what did you do for you, right? What do you have inside of you that never got the opportunity to come out? And I can go back to my grandmother whom really was the catalyst when I think of people she was the catalyst for me in terms of venturing forth on this self-care sabbatical right because I her life was taking care of children she you know nurturer and and that's the paradigm that we are passed down at least I was passed down and she was passed down and you know it, it came down well, and, through and, and, and the matriarch it, it's worth mentioning also just culturally that's how you grew up that's how I grew right. up right. um you know right. I remember my mom sitting me down and teaching me how to fold her husband's um underwear and I'm like girl yeah <laughs> I'm like mm, who's doing who's doing that <laughs> That's not gonna be me. <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. But I've yeah. had conversations with her now as an adult, and you know, and the thing I think the challenge has always been because I tell her I said, you know, I always my mother has always been a fighter and a trooper, and mm. in those moments though, I remember a martyr, and because in That's her it. face, I knew she was unhappy. She wanted to be able to work and do what she wanted to do, not freaking folding matching undershirts with. You know, underwear and so I'm like, what the hell is that? My, I mean, it's my like Oprah says, when you know better, you do of better. Of course, right? Of course, and you know, it's not to say my husband wouldn't love it if I did all Who of that. Who would love it? <laughs> but then, but then I'll turn around and I'm like, are you gonna fold my underwear in my phone? Yeah, yeah. My you husband's only sitting up in the laundry room on the dryer as we speak, folded <laughs> by himself. By the way, love it, love it. <laughs> But finish, yeah. finish your story as far as where, um, you, you began, um, on your self-care sabbatical and you've right. been through quite a few 
changes yeah. in business. Oh, yeah. And and I what I have loved seeing about your evolution is that it has all been to response of what you're currently feeling and wanting for yourself yeah. and everything is interconnected, but you've mm -hmm. made it a point to be like, yeah, no, that was, I wasn't feeling that. And that I wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it's so important to, again, and it always goes back to awareness. I, tr when I left on my self-care sabbatical, I had nowhere, no, I had no idea where this was going to take me. I, I didn't know, but I was like, listen, you're going to step out there and you're going to take the risk. You're going to step out on faith and God and life will catch you. And so I had a great support system, my husband, my family members. I had community to lean into, you know, Vanessa, you had the amazing group. I had friends that I can talk to. So I, I, I went, I just went for it. And I, you know, Vanessa, I tried events. I tried, I did the magazine writing for a time. I did this, I did that. But you know, when something is not for you because you're not going to get the feeling and the response that you want out of it. And so it's important you to be aware. You've try the magazine writing again. We'll talk. It's a different story. Isn't she a businesswoman? Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> yeah, just saying, just saying. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up, sis. Okay. So... <laughs> I tried things and it didn't yeah. work. And I realized in hindsight, that was not for me. That's not where your strengths lie. But if I hadn't tried those things, I never would be where I am today. I would not have been able to navigate my way through, you know, the, the thickness of it all. And by knocking some things out of the way, I, I began to see, I began to see what was for me and what was not for me. And hence the reason I am where I am today. And like Vanessa said, Everything that I did has been interconnected. It's just that I had to flush some things out, had to let some things go. And like one of my friends with a podcast of her own says, I had to switch, pivot, and quit some things. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. And there might be some things I may have to switch, pivot, and quit with in the future. Yeah. Whatever they are, I'm going to meet them and I'm going to do what needs to be done. But again, be fully in awareness. I have to, and, and right now is one of those times where things are changing so many things are unpredictable, but guess what? That muscle in me is well built. It's well oiled. So I'm like, okay, whatever comes my way, yeah. whatever I have to do is what I'm going to do. But, but isn't that the beauty of forward. the beauty of entrepreneurship that you're able yes. to kind of like buckle down and just yeah. keep moving forward. Exactly. Before, before we go, cause believe it or not, we've been talking for an hour. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that went by fast. Yeah. Goes by fast. Um, <laughs> well, because I mean, Dixie is, awesome um so you, is thank you uh how are you uh because i know you had just opened not too long ago your uh inside outer beauty market and your storefront and it is the cutest most beautiful little situation that i've ever seen it's just so gorgeous and everything is so beautifully curated for everyone who comes in um, and wants to do not just energy work, but also internal, you know, like actual healing um, of your gut, of your body, of your VJ, of all that. Yes. <laughs> She's of got all it all. You. She's got it all. <laughs> how are you dealing with, um, with all of this? You know, like, wh how are you treading these waters? Because it's, it's scary and it sucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that it's affected, it impacted, you know, what you were had planned to do for this year. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Big time. Yeah. I had big plans like a lot of other people, you know, rolling out this in the spring and rolling out that in the summer, everything's a no go right now. And though some of those things are in the works, whether they're going to happen or not, I don't know. So it's affected me big time. We're not making any money at our storefront. We're closed down like every other store in the world, probably. And, uh, Again, it's just one of those situations that requires me to have so much courage. It's the reason I'm working so much on on my inner tiger. (laughs) There is nothing I can do about what's happened and the situation that I'm in right now. Nothing. But what I can't, about the store closing that is, but what I have been doing is working online and thank you to the beautiful beings that are out there who have been supporting us, we're able to stay afloat online. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for that. So just again, going with the flow, letting my mind go where my energy needs to go is what is how I'm coping with this right now. Because my mind sometimes goes where I don't need energy to go. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, I need to flip. I need to flip it. I need to flip it. So I do, I, I kind of come back to center and I start thinking of, ways to make my business stay afloat because this is my life's work. This is what my journey has been all about. Is it going to be the end? It's certainly not what I'm thinking because it's not where I want my energy to go. So I'm taking it in stride. I'm knowing that this is a collective situation. It's the whole world. I'm not in this by myself by any means. And that we'll come out of this. Okay. You know, I I don't know if I'm going to come out of it, you know, you know, without being scarred. I mean, just the fact that it's happening is a scar enough. Of course, yeah. But I certainly don't want to keep it. That's going to go at some yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's day by day. I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to feel next week. But my baby, my business is my baby and it's dear to me and I'm holding on to it for And it is beautiful life. and gorgeous. <laughs> and it is um, such a, it's such a joy when you see someone's, um, just every kind of thought and dream, you know, come to, to life and, and it's, um, and it's going to come back even stronger. I I just know that. And I believe that. I believe that for everybody who's still, you know, pushing forward, that's, that's the case. It's a place that we're, you know, it's, it's, it's for building bridges. We really, Inside Out of Beauty is a multi-ethnic marketplace. We encourage women of different ethnicities or artisans and curators to talk to us. Let's partner. And that's what we're all about, really building bridges Mm -hmm. and really connecting with the good people out there because there are so many good people out there and we want to be a part of the goodness that's out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Where can people find you, Dixie? Thank you all so much. You can find my beauty market at iobeautymarket.com. We are on Twitter at iobeauty. We are on Instagram at inside out of beauty market. And we are on Facebook at inside out of beauty market. And then if you want to learn more about Qigong and the services that I offer on a personal no, you can go to <laughs> DixieLincolnNichols.com. And um, you can also follow me at DixieLincolnNichols.com. I usually uh, share my, my um, schedule in my stories. I'll probably share it on my feed later on today. But yeah, just go to DixieLincolnNichols.com and you'll see Qigong up there in the tabs and you click on it and it'll give you a schedule of my classes. You can just click, register, and then you'll get the, the Zoom in 
uh, information to log in and join us whenever you feel like it. We're doing Thank a really you. amazing aura cleansing next week, so you might want to. Oh, I love that. Uh, team, team. <laughs> <Bell>. <laughs>